Hello everyone and welcome to a brand new episode of Comments Section, that's right. Well guys, it's that time of year again. No, not the Unwanted Answers Christmas episode, although... You wish. I mean, who's not looking forward to yeah. that? Yes, <laughs> I mean, Christmas time and it's great. Maybe Christmas in July. Well, but it's August. No, for today? Oh yes. <laughs> I was so excited for Christmas, Christmas in July. Christmas in July and August. Yes. You know what? I remember being so confused in my younger days, because do you remember when Cartoon Network would air the Christmas in July marathon? Yeah. Yeah. Do you know how confusing that was, being, <laughs> like, being like five and be like, wait, it's Christmas? <laughs> but they're, it, it, it's, but the it, sun is it's out. It's July. What, what, how is this possible? <laughs> Mom, Dad, where are the presents coming? And then had to get the sit down talk and be like, no, kiddo, Christmas is not for a while. What? <laughs> so at that point, I like became a Nickelodeon person in July. I was like, screw this. Screw the yeah. lies. Yeah. But yes, it is time for our annual Comic-Con special. Who's excited now? Obviously, a little different this year because Comic-Con, as we're well aware of, uh, was canceled, but then they did try to do a Comic-Con at home thing, which um, no news happened, but... So we decided to, but we are going to have the DC Fan Expo. That will kind of be like our main news. That will be our big news story of the year will be that. Because I'm pretty sure then we'll find out if Michael Keaton's coming back or not. That seems like it would be the place you'd find out. Yeah. Yeah, so we decide, you know what? Screw COVID-19. <laughs> the show must go on. And so we decide, you know what? We don't do this a lot, but let us get back to the heart and soul of Comic-Con. Yeah. Which, as we all know, is comic books. Right. That's right. So, um, now, it sucks that we have to start with this. Because there was something that dropped recently, some news. And I don't know if you're aware of this. I don't know if I am. I don't know. I'm being, I'm being caught off guard here. <laughs> yes. Well, um, it's it's not a good news story. Yeah. It's that recently Warner Brothers had to have some layoffs, and there were specifically a bunch of layoffs at DC Comics. Oh. So, obviously, everywhere is struggling right now during this pandemic. So, I thought, you know, we should make sure that, you know, we say... We, well, we're sorry to all those people at DC who lost their jobs, and we're rooting for you, uh, DC. I mean, look, we're all fans of superheroes, but DC, man, these are the crown jewels. You got Superman, Batman, Wonder Woman, and we're rooting for all the people who are going through a rough time during during this pandemic. Um, I heard it affected DC Comics, the DC streaming service. And the DC Collectibles line, which is, like, where they do all their toys and stuff. Yeah. So, um, yeah, as we do this special celebrating comic books, we just wanted to... I thought it was important to give a quick little shout-out to the people at DC who are struggling right now. Yeah, and if any execs at other comic companies are listening, hire them, because yes. they're obviously Marvel, good. They Dark Horse. Image. Yes. Boom. Um, oh, so many. IDW. Archie. Archie. Yeah. 
Who wouldn't want Archie? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, we need more teen angst between Betty and Veronica. Yeah, we need it. But yes, hopefully they'll be able to get back on their feet. I think, Um. yeah, hope. Hope we're rooting for all of you because there's a lot of there's a lot of talent at DC. Yes. So yes. So, you know, we're going to mostly focus on comics during this time, and we'll also pepper in some news stories that I found that happened recently. Absolutely. But I, I guess you know, let's start the way we normally do with what have you watched? Oh. Because I do have some comic book stuff that I've been watching recently, so I guess I will turn it to you first. What have you been watching? It's weird, because I actually see you this whole episode. Yeah, that is weird. Um, <laughs> the problem is I don't have anything comic booky that I've been watching. I haven't made it to the... Well, shame on I you. I haven't made it to the new um, Umbrella Academy season. I just found out that it came out, um, but that's a good show, at least season one. I haven't seen season two. Um, the, the main thing... I wish that it wasn't during our, our comic special that I had this to bring out, but I found, like, a, a new favorite show that I'm obsessed with. I've already rewatched it twice. Um, it's this comedy series called Nathan For You. It's, Nathan it's for the you. most hilarious thing. It's like this reality TV show parody, but it's also real. It um, It's just the most masterful awkward humor i've been telling everyone i know to watch it <laughs> which might be bad advice because it is truly so uncomfortable that um yeah you have to brace you have to brace yourself if you thought the office was awkward <laughs> um imagine being put in those situations but it's real life <laughs> oh it's another docu reality comedy series yeah um it's like these just insane business ideas that he plays completely seriously to the businesses like one of my favorites um there's a bar that's struggling and he says you're probably struggling because you uh, haven't been able you've lost the smoking crowd because smoking isn't allowed indoors anymore so um <laughs> he comes up with this legal loophole to uh advertise the um bar as smoking allowed but the legal the legal loophole is that there is a play being held called smoking allowed and all of the people who enter the bar are actors in the play because of the legal loophole that allows you to smoke inside if you're doing a play um so is this like <laughs> this isn't scripted this is like it's, yeah it's not scripted he's going in there doing like comedy bits yes and he's playing it he's giving he's giving out completely serious like, he's playing it very serious and deadpan to these business owners, but the ideas are completely ridiculous. So just, uh, <laughs> um, really, uh, it's amazing the way he keeps a straight straight face, but it's great stuff. So I, I saw that that was on Comedy Central. What I'm guessing, what streaming service did you watch uh, it from? Hulu. Hulu? Yeah. Oh, Yes. Gotta love Hulu. I don't hey, have I barely, Hulu. I barely use Hulu. Found it. It's you, it's it's useful for something because that's a good show. Did you hear what's coming to Hulu? No. New episodes of Animaniacs. Oh really? I'm I'm oh, actually starting to like who. I think I slept on Hulu for a while. Not sponsored, but <laughs> like I always thought it was like the 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 unloved stepchild of streaming services. But it's actually pretty. 
It's got some good stuff. I, I won't lie. So I don't have Hulu. I, I don't really pay for any streaming services, luckily. Mm-hmm. There we go. <laughs> but um, I would sacrifice Netflix in a heartbeat for Hulu. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm I'm starting to to get there, but anyway, let's get let's yeah, get. I, no, I, Netflix is the one I use the least. Yeah, <clears throat> I, I barely ever use it. It's on the it's <gasps> on the fall for me. I just remembered something. Really, I I can't believe I almost messaged you messaged you about it, but it was at like, at like 3 a.m. and I said no, I'll do it later, but I didn't, and I I get to tell <laughs> okay. you now. Did you hear the news about The Office? Wait, I don't know something about The Office? Wait, I don't know if I no. know. No, don't get too excited. It's not new episodes. Yeah, I don't, well, I, that wouldn't, probably wouldn't have excited me anyway, so. <laughs> on Peacock, okay? The show, I think it's still on Netflix, but yeah. it's going to be moving over to Peacock. Yeah. They're going to have extended episodes of the deleted scenes edited back oh. in. I had been waiting for I know, this the, for years. The deleted scenes are so good. <laughs> I know. Did you ever see the Phyllis one where she's talking about how her she did like a safari for her honeymoon? Oh, yeah, I think so. And then Bob actually hit someone and they drove in the middle of the night. <laughs> yeah. God. Oh. Have you gotten through all of them? No, not all of them. Um, maybe first four or five seasons. Um, oh, okay. But, yeah. Did you see the one where it's the episode where Stanley has had his heart attack and he's asleep and Michael runs at him with the um, defibrillator? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, that was awesome. <laughs> oh, let's see. Oh, there's one from the season nine premiere you got to see about Creed. Oh, I probably yeah, I probably haven't seen that one. That's good. Oh, it, it's a good one. <laughs> you, you will remember it. Yeah. I think it's the season nine premiere, but it, it's very good. <laughs> That's really... That's really awesome. I hope that comes out soon. <laughs> I think it's going to be 2021. Okay. Well, I guess uh, hopefully, well, if it uh, hopefully that means they're taking a bit to make it edited in properly, like that it actually fits in. Yeah, I don't think any of the deleted scenes contradict anything that happened to the show. Yeah, in a lot of cases, they explain things better. Like there are some episodes where it's like yeah. that part is funny, but it doesn't it just feels kind of random, but there are some deleted scenes that completely, it makes sense a lot more. All right. So I guess I can talk about what I've been watching yeah. recently. All right. Well, I think the last time we recorded was July, right? Probably. And July, for me, every summer, July has always been Batman month. Now, Why? Is it Batman month, may you ask? Like, because you're all wondering, why why, why July? Shouldn't it be May? Because I mean, May 1939 is when Batman first appeared, you unknowledgeable fool. No. Yeah, well, I mean, yes, he did appear in May 1939. But July has always been Batman month for me because it, the Batman movies I remember counting down for in the summer were The Dark Knight and The Dark Knight Rises. Because the ones that came out after Batman vs. Superman was March, Justice League, November, Joker, October. But those came out in July. Yeah. So, just for some reason, it's been like the past 12 years, July has always been Batman month. Yeah, for me. That's pretty cool. So, at the beginning of the month, I decided, you know what I want to see? Because usually I would wait, because I'm like, oh, you know, 
we'll get midway through July. I said, no, I can't wait anymore. So what did I do? I went through my second round this summer of the Burton Schumacher Batman movies. Wow. And oh, was it great. I mean, it was... It was a little bittersweet because this was the first time since Joel Schumacher passed away watching them. But you're just like, oh, Joel, Batman forever. Mwah. Yeah. Magnificent. <laughs> you know, I think I realized Batman Forever might have my favorite Batman scene ever put on film. Really? Yes. It's the one where Riddler has – it's during the, cl- the climax where they're at that island – and Riddler has Robin and Chase captured. And there's the moment where after Batman gives like his riddle, like, um, I see without seeing. To me, darkness is as clear as daylight. What am I? And then he throws the batarang. And then you have it where Riddler hits the button and Robin and Chase fall. And this is why I think makes Batman just like the greatest superhero ever because he just leaps for them. I mean, you feel like the music is like crescendoing and he's like like shooting the bat the bat lines up. And in this scene, it's not about is Batman able to do it. It's most about Batman knows what he's doing, but it's really him pushing himself to the limits of what a human can do. It's mostly he can do it. He knows how to do it, but will he be able to do it just because he's human? Yeah. And we see that he's able to. And then we finish uh, at the line. We have a little bit of a laugh where Robin's like, <laughs> thanks. <laughs> and then Batman's like, yeah, I saved <laughs> So, yeah, there was that. So then the next weekend, it was time to go to the next iteration of Batman, which, as I said, I I smashed together the first two bales and then the Affleck. So I went through the entire DCEU. Wow. Yeah, with Batman Begins and uh, the Dark Knight thrown in there. I gotta say this for two things about the Dark Knight. I think I enjoyed it more this time around than I have like the last few years. Hmm. And maybe it was because I had just watched the Burton Schumacher Batmans, where I was like, okay, I saw kind of like the definitive full story of Batman, and this was just an addition, you know what I mean? Yeah. You didn't have to worry about, oh my God, will this cover every ground of Batman? You're like, okay, we yeah. got that. Here we have it's another own one. little slice. Yes. <clears throat> Basically, you know, I, the Nolan Snyder Batman movies feel like a tribute to the modern age of comics where Batman begin where do they take from Batman year one Dark Knight Returns the long Halloween the killing joke and uh, the new 52 relaunch I gotta say this Batman Begins Uh, I I liked it there's definitely some issues I have with it but I gotta say rewatching it I'm not the biggest fan of Scarecrow's role in the movie yeah, he's just kind of there, but I will say it made me appreciate his scene in the Dark Knight a lot better because I was like that scene in Dark Knight at the very beginning is like better than anything he did in Batman Begins. Yeah, no, I've I always kind of felt that way that just like the Dark Knight just does villains better than yes any of those others, uh, any of the other Nolan ones anyway. Yeah, I think maybe it's because maybe Batman. Be- well, I mean, Dark Knight is more of what I want from a Batman movie versus Batman Begins is 
him becoming more of the guy that we saw from Burton, from like the Burton movies, the Adam West show. It's him <laughs> starting out and stuff. So it's not going to be as much of what I want as say the Dark Knight would be. Yeah. So there was that. Also watched Batman versus Superman Justice League. I, I still stand by I think Justice League is a very good movie. And I'll just say this. Maybe we'll talk about later. I cannot wait. Because I think we're going to find out Snyder directed more of the theatrical cut than people think. Yeah. Because remember, the DGA, the Directors Guild of America, still credited him as director. So he at least had to do 51% of the movie. Part of me, just out of morbid curiosity, is so excited to see some people who have been bashing certain scenes from this movie saying, look what Whedon did after the Snyder Cut will suddenly change their tune and be like, see this scene? It's brilliant because it was Zack Snyder. Where you go in their history, oh, it was crap because it was just Whedon. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yes. Um, uh, I, you actually just reminded me bringing up Batman directors and uh, uh, that um, this this is also relevant to what I've been watching because I finally made it like I, I've even though it's one of my favorite shows I have not seen the last few episodes of Community and I just finally watched through it all and made it to one of the last episodes uh, like basically the first episode that I hadn't seen yet and um, it was actually a really good episode but um, there's this character Abed, who is like movie obsessed, and he constantly um, <laughs> quotes movies, and like he like breaks the fourth wall and is like, "Oh, this is a TV show," kind of thing. Um, He's like Deadpool, yeah, yeah, a little bit. Um, <laughs> um, and he even there's a Halloween episode where he uh, fully um, method acts as Batman for the entire episode, <laughs> but. Um, there is a line that I thought you'd appreciate uh, where I, I had to find it in the script because I couldn't remember. But um, he's, uh, he says, uh, my naive obsession with contrived flashback technique has kept me from being invested in any of this actual story. I mean, what was it even? A bunch <laughs> of people in an RV and I had to Christopher Nolan it? <laughs> like basically well. <laughs> like saying he, he was too obsessed with flashbacks but yeah there are a lot of flashbacks <laughs> in Batman <Yeah. laughs> Begins <laughs> even in like Man of Steel too which he uh, did some of the stories for it's just you're constantly young yeah. like Clark constantly you're like is this a time travel movie yeah, or no. what <laughs> yeah a lot of flashbacks yeah so also wrap up I did start I, I didn't finish it, but I did start going through, because after I finished the Batman movies, I decided, because I'm, every weekend I try to go through a superhero movie series, since, you know, movie theaters shut down for Yeah, now. a little bit. Yeah, we have a pretty big news thing, which we'll drop in here, about how this could affect movie theaters going forward. Yeah. But, so I decided to, because I had started watching, I had watched phase one of the Marvel Cinematic Universe. So I started watching phase two last weekend. So I did Iron Man 3, which is better than I think a lot of people give it credit for. I, I get the Mandarin thing. That was stupid. <clears throat> the Mandarin, that was like, if, if that happened in like a, 
like a Batman or Spider-Man movie with like Joker or Green Goblin, oh, yeah. I- I'd be upset too. <laughs> because it's Iron Man, I'm like, uh, I'll give it a pass. But yeah, the Mandarin thing was stupid. No, it's even more stupid. It's how they're trying to redo it now that Iron Man's gone. It's too late, guys. <laughs> but um, watch Thor of the Dark World. Kind of the whole time thinking, all right, how long to Winter Soldier? <laughs> but then I got to Winter Soldier. like, oh. Yeah. Oh, so good. <laughs> like, Winter Soldier and the first Iron Man are kind of like what I would say are the test about if you should introduce someone to the Marvel Cinematic Universe, where if if you meet a person who hasn't seen any of them, you show them Winter Soldier or you show them the first Iron Man, and if they don't like those... You, you give up. Yeah. You say, if you're not going to like these, you're not going to like anyone. Yeah, they, they do feel very classic um, and the best yes. of them. <clears throat> yes. So, uh, well, I figured I could mention this. This could probably be our first thing. I, I promise, you know, this is a comic book episode. and We, we haven't gotten to comic books yet. Well, I promise, guys, we, we, we will, will get there. <laughs> but there is... Something I watched that I would like to bring up. A new thing. A new movie. Whoa. Coming out in the year 2020. I was going to say something, but maybe I'll save that for unwanted answers. Oh. <laughs> but a new thing that came out in 2020. A new movie. Really? Now, in our end of the year special, we talked about movies we were looking forward to. And one movie I was looking forward to was after two failed attempts in live action, they were going to bring back Scooby-Doo into theaters. Oh, yeah. This time, they were going to do it right in animation. And the new movie called Scoob. Why it's called Scoob, I don't know. (laughs) But that's what they did. New CGI in theaters cartoon. For some reason, they decided to replace all the actual voice actors with celebrities, which I don't understand, but whatever. And I watched it. And you know what? I went in. This was a movie I was excited for. Because, all right, you know, we have a lot of Pixar movies. We were finally going to get, like, a like a nice anime comedy. Yeah. In theaters. Obviously, it didn't happen in theaters because they dropped on HBO Max. Yeah. But I was looking forward to it. I was like, man, after all these attempts, we're finally going to get it right. So I watched it. I watched Scoob. Now, I, I think we talked about earlier, you were more interested in Scoob than, like, previous live-action versions because it was finally animated yeah, or something? Yeah, I or? thought, it, I thought the, the previews made it look like it was an improvement, at least. Yes. So I watched it. And I, I was watching the first 15 minutes. <laughs> and I was like, wow, this is pretty good. Oh. And you have it, it's like where they have... How they show how Scooby and Shaggy meet, and then it shows how they meet the kids, how they meet Fred, Daphne, and Velma, and then it shows how they they capture their first ghost on Halloween night because they're all dressed as different superheroes. Well, they're all dressed as different things. I think Daphne was Wonder Woman, Shaggy and Scooby were this character, Blue Falcon, and Dynamite. Which is like a old Hanna Barbera, a very obscure Hanna Barbera cartoon. Yeah. And Velma was Ruth Bader Ginsburg. Oh. 
<laughs> which I was like, that seems very Lisa Simpson of her. Yeah, it, yeah, I know. It definitely <laughs> seems more like a Lisa Simpson thing. It's like, is that yes. a Velma thing? And <laughs> I, I, I don't know. I guess they wanted her to kind of be like Lisa. Okay. Like, she is the smartest they, of the they, group. Yeah, they developed her a little more, I guess. Yeah. I don't remember who Fred was. And then, you know what they did? They recreated the theme song of the original show, but in their CGI animation. <laughs> that is awesome. Yes. First 10 minutes, I was so in. I was like, okay, you got me. And the rest of the movie turned out to be a steam pile of crap. Because, <laughs> oh my God. You know what happened? You know what happened next? Like minute 16? <laughs> yeah. No, no. It was 10 minutes were good. Then we get to minute 11. Okay. They're at like a restaurant and they're talking about their social media numbers, which I'm like, oh God. If there's one thing I can't stand in like storytelling, it's guys, how many likes are we gonna get on social media? I don't care. Yeah. I knew we were in trouble when they brought in Simon Cowell for no reason. Uh-oh. He's going to be their new manager, and he's like, okay, look, everything's working except for Shoggy and Scooby. Adding nothing to the team. You're making it so they don't get as many likes on social media. It, it won't work. So I'm like, the hell is this? kind <laughs> of crap? What is going on? And then, so Shaggy and Scooby are bowling. They get sucked up in some Ray thing. I, I don't know. I don't care. And they meet, um, God, what was it? Blue Falcon and Dynamite. Once again, very obscure Hanna-Barbera characters that most people don't care about. Yeah. And the whole movie is them teaming up with him. That's the premise of the movie. Scooby-Doo and friends teaming up with obscure Hanna-Barbera characters. Literally. No one's ever heard of it unless you're like 60. But even then, 60 is pushing it because these show, I think this show only lasts like 17 episodes. Yeah. And then the bad guys from Wacky Races, another obscure Hanna Barbera show. And it's them trying, uh, they're trying to find something. Because by, by this point, I, I've checked out. I'm like, the, screw <laughs> this piece of crap. And. It was just, it was it was bad. There were so many just lame jokes about Instagram, <laughs> and one of like a moment I was like, "Oh my god," was when they talked about the they were doing a background check on the main villain. Who, by the way, where was the mystery? If you already know who the villain is, oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. I mean, yeah, Scooby. I was expecting the Simpsons movie of Scooby Doo. Yeah, like take what makes the show great and expand it. In a story that supports an hour and a half with bigger stakes. Yeah. Instead, it was a crossover with characters literally no one cares about. <laughs> they were just completely flat and one-dimensional. <laughs> That's disappointing, and especially because it was three-dimensional. So it's... Uh... Oh, that that is true. Uh, th- yeah, I'm, I'm, the whole time I'm like, oh, thank God I didn't waste a trip to the theater and risk getting COVID for this piece of yeah. crap. Yeah. But, and then there's a moment where they're doing a background check on the villain, and Velma says, "Why that monster, he doesn't even pay for Netflix. And Fred says, you you had to pay for Netflix? 
I'm like, oh my that god, almost feel, guys, no. That almost feels like... You did not go there! <laughs> have you ever noticed how in a lot of Netflix shows, they like? it's almost like they have to mention Netflix? I Yeah. It feels like... It, it's I really just, common. Yeah. I've noticed it in the newer seasons of Arrested Development. It was even in a series of Unfortunate Events... Um, was it? Yeah, they they mention Netflix. They they like say the word Netflix in a joke or something. <clears throat> I bet in there it was clever. I no, bet in there it, I thought it was clever. It, it, I I thought it was clever in both of those, but it's just like it's something I've noticed. Like a lot of their stand-up comedy specials too. There's some joke about Netflix. I, I feel like it's like a contract thing. <laughs> I it, that's my conspiracy that I'm. I know, but. This felt like it was written by some 50-year-old guy saying, no, you know what the kids are going to love? A reference to Netflix. Let's put that in there. No, but that's, oh, the, that's not even a Netflix show. So they're just they're just trying to be I know, relatable. It, it, been, it was planned to be in theaters. Yeah. And it's just like... And you know what? We live in a world where we have... Right now on <laughs> TV, they have Scooby-Doo and Guess Who. Which is actually very good, the TV show Scooby Doo Guess Who. I watched the Batman episode, and guess who was Batman? Uh, it oh was it um um Kev- Kevin oh yeah Conroy? I, yes. what immediately came into my head was saying Michael Keaton. I was like, no, it's not. It's animated. It's Kevin Conroy. But I it's Kevin Conroy. It took oh, me a second. He, he does a very good job of playing the comedy in there. <laughs> And I, I, I haven't watched it yet, but I bought the episode off iTunes where they meet Urkel. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, but and they also had these very good direct-to-video animated movies. They just did a sequel to the first one that people love yeah. called Scoop, Scooby-Doo on Zombie Island. <clears throat> yeah. And those direct-to-video movies are very good, much better than those bad live-action movies. And I'm just like, guys... Mm-hmm. In a world where you can easily watch it on TV, new episodes on TV, or go to Walmart and just pick up a DVD, you, you can't just throw together a lazy script with bad Netflix jokes and a celebrity cast and think that people think it's good, en- good enough. Yeah. And I was just like... And then... It ends with them saying, all right, we found a mystery. We're going to go do that. I'm just like, where was that movie? Yeah. That's what I wanted to see. <laughs> and, and honestly, it really sucks that a lot of the voice the voice cast wasn't there. The only one who came back was Frank Welker yeah. as Scooby-Doo. Yeah. He didn't even get to play Freddy. Yeah. But I'm like, you know what? They dodged a bullet. Because they're in a movie, a direct-to-video animated movie that comes out in October, which looks so much better than this piece of crap. Yeah. And I was just watching it, and I was thinking, I remember just thinking, wow, I think the live-action ones are better than this. Yeah. <laughs> and I just remember just being like, you know what? I'm glad they tried an animation, but... After three movies, it's time to call it. It's time to officially give up and say, you know what? Scooby-Doo, iconic TV character, right now has a great animated show and great direct-to-video anime movies, which sometimes they air on Cartoon Network as TV movies. 
But it's time to pull the plug on this dead movie franchise and f- no more Scooby-Doo theatrical adventures. Let this dead movie franchise finally rest in peace. It's done. You tried it. It's over. It's done. Move on to like the Flintstones <laughs> or something. Because at least the Flintstones movies actually have some substance to them. Yeah. Like the live action ones. And they did an animated one uh, during the Hanna-Barbera era, which was very good. I think it's The Man Called Flintstone. I, I, I have it. I watched it. It was very good. But it's just, it's time to give up on a Scooby-Doo movie. It hasn't worked. It's never going to work. <laughs> just give up on it. So that seems It seems that way. Uh, yeah, so... You haven't uh, seen the Scooby-Doo movie. Well, it's actually called Scooby yeah, because, you know, I guess they were too lazy to put a <laughs> Y in there. But, uh, but that, that, what, are, what are your thoughts on uh, Scooby? And is it time to finally give up and say, you know what, He'll let the TV dog keep going, but for the movie dog, it's time to put him to sleep. Um, you know, I haven't, I haven't seen Scoob, and um, I... It's crap. <laughs> I... I... I guess I don't really am not interested. I wasn't interested until I saw like okay, it's animated. We'll see. Uh but I don't know. I haven't I never thought about it, but I I guess I never really have liked a a a full-length uh Scooby-Doo movie. I I haven't seen the ones I've heard are good. So um you should watch on Zombie yeah, Island. Yeah, I've heard a lot of good the, things about that one. Which is one. Yeah. Yes, they're very good. Um yeah, it just seems like it, I obviously it can be done long form in a way that works, but it just kind of seems like it works better short form. Uh, yeah, with the the more grounded stories. I I do have a a favorite memory about the Scooby Doo franchise that um oh well, and that is that uh, back in in the ninety the late nineties, I was gifted someone's old used PlayStation One. <laughs> and I rented a Scooby-Doo game that was really good. Was it the Cyber Chase I, one? It, maybe. Whatever one was on the PlayStation 1. <clears throat> um, Let me check. I think they made a game of that Cyber Chase movie, which was pretty good. Yeah. Um, but anyway, I played that Scooby-Doo game for maybe a few hours or something, and then the PS1 just totally died. So to this day, the only PlayStation One game I think I've ever played is the Scooby Doo one. Uh, <laughs> that was it. I had a couple hours of of PlayStation One in my life, and it was that was it. See, it looks like yeah, the one you're talking about. I think it's from Scooby Doo and the Cyber Chase from 2001. Okay, wait. So that I thought PlayStation One was an older system than that. That's why I said the late 90s. Well, I think it came at the tail end. That's probably true. Oh, right, because the next gen didn't come out until, th- uh, like, 2002. And then, or... then the one after that is from is for PlayStation Scooby 2. Scooby-Doo, PlayStation 1. Yeah, it's there's Scooby-Doo and the Cyber Chase. Yeah, that was probably it. No, oh, it was a very good animated movie. It's the fourth That's one probably the why that uh, PlayStation One died on me so fast because it was probably an, <laughs> it probably was one from the '90s that was on its last leg at the end of the that console era. <laughs> yes, but yeah, you know, in retrospect, I would have loved 
I think the voice actor should have been in the movie. Yeah. But not having them there in the CGI animation kind of makes it easier to separate. That's true. I, I gen- because there's no, they're never gonna reference this because no one's like, oh, that beloved Scoob movie. No, yeah. it was. <laughs> if anything, they'll make fun of yeah. it. Yeah. Like Zoe Scoop, these were some real Scooby snacks that made us look yeah. weird. It, it, <laughs> I need to get my urine tested. Yeah, after Scoop, that. don't mention the gas leak here. <laughs> yes. <laughs> um. Yeah, I just generally wish that it's kind of a strange trend that like so many animated movies are just like fill it up with stars that aren't voice actors. I kind of wish that they, yeah, you know, the kids who are watching it aren't gonna care that a famous like, person's in general, it. No one really cares. Yeah. Even, like, the general audience doesn't care. Like, like, it's not happening. Well, we know Eric Bowser is going to be in Space Jam, but would, would having Ice Cube play Bugs Bunny <laughs> sell another ticket to Space Jam 2? Yeah. I know. Or Dwayne The Rock Johnson as Daffy Duck? Yeah. No, it wouldn't. Yeah. It, it, there's... People good at specifically voice acting that need to be utilized. And once he, the Simpsons movie didn't do that. Yeah. So, yeah. Part of me hopes, because we're under new leadership with Disney, that they don't make a Simpsons movie too, because... Oh, yeah. If they just get celebrity cast, I, I don't know if I can see it. I don't know if I'll be like... I don't know if no. they do... That, that would be insane if they did that to the simpsons because like the the cast is so iconic for for decades it would be yeah it would be different if it had been 30 years since the show ended yeah but i mean they're still able to do and they still do a great job yeah so there's that you know what let's bring this up a little bit i want to bring up something good i recently watched all right all right so I finished season two of Titans. Oh. That's right. Um, I actually, I preferred this one over season one because I, just in general, the villains were more interesting. This one had Deathstroke and it had the Cadmus Labs arc. But what I really want to bring up, because we'll, we'll mention this quick before we go into the comics section. Yeah. Was Ian Glenn's Bruce Wayne. I was just, I was the com, comic sen- section. It sounded a lot like comic, oh, yes. comic section. Yes, yeah, someone misheard and be like, <laughs> yeah, wait, what are you yeah, talking That's about? what I thought you Is said this at not first. The right I was show? like, what? We're doing that show now. <laughs> but it's that comic yeah. section. But I had mentioned I had seen two episodes with Ian Glenn's Bruce Wayne, and I really liked what they had done with the character. And I'm, I think I mentioned, like, coming up next, I'm going to see the episode called Bruce Wayne. Yeah. And so he's got to be in there, right? Yeah. Better be. Yes. And he was, but he technically wasn't. Because most of it was, it was from Dick Grayson. He was in Dick Grayson's head. It was like Dick Grayson imagining him. <laughs> yeah. Which at first I was like, I don't know how I feel about this. Until you realize he's going out with Dick to, like, intimidate, crim- to, like, interrogate criminals. And then you think, okay... He can't be in the bat suit because they won't let him. Why would Bruce Wayne be out there interrogating criminals? But this way, you got to see it. Yeah. Because otherwise, you'd be like, "Why is this billionaire going around just with a cop interrogating criminals? Does he not have another 
a better way to fancy his jollies. <laughs> and so I saw that. Oh, it was so good. But And then I saw the rest of them. So I've seen all five of his appearances in season two. I got to say, by the, by the season finale, watching him, I went from liking his Bruce Wayne to loving it. He is honestly, he's in, I think he's in my top six favorite Batman actors. Wow. <laughs> because I just, I was watching it. And, you know, like sometimes, like, and I don't want to get too much, you know, I still like them, but like the Nolan Batman movies, I'll watch them, but then there's like moments where I'm like, oh, I don't know if I like that line. I don't know if I like that line. That doesn't seem like something Batman would do. But I just watching like the Titans, Bruce, I'm just like, oh, yes, this sounds like Batman. And, you know, there are moments... We talked about how I wasn't sure about, like... Because I think he's a Scottish actor. How I wasn't sure about... You know, it took a little bit bit to get used to the accent. Yeah. But, like, it naturally gives him, like, almost like a Kevin Conroy-type voice. Yeah. I actually think I kind of remember you showing me a clip of of that actor before. Yeah, I showed you a clip of it. And here's what I really liked. We got to see him in those other three episodes act more like Batman. I'll just say this. What I really liked was when he talks to Bruce Wayne, he has the accent. But then sometimes he'll go to his Batman voice and the accent disappears. And it was so cool. (laughs) His Batman voice sounds, of all the previous actors, it sounds the most like Michael Keaton. Mm, That's awesome. And I was like, you know... Even without the suit, I think he is the second best actor behind Val Kilmer to be able to do both Bruce Wayne and Batman. So I was watching, be like, "Oh, I'm so excited to have this guy back for season three. It makes the sting of not having Gotham anymore a little easier <laughs> because we still we're still getting new Batman on TV." Yeah. And I also came to this realization watching Titans. You know. About a year ago, we were talking about how there's going to be two new TV Batman actors. We're going to have Ian Glenn Titans and Kevin Conroy in Crisis. And you know, sometimes I like to think that the universe likes to balance itself out. And I did—I was not a fan of the Kevin Conroy appearance in Crisis. Not, it's not his fault. He was great. It was the bad writing. But I'll say this. You know, I like to think, you know, balance, you know. Missed out on Dark Knight Rises, but I got Gotham instead. You know, was not a fan of Man of Steel, but got the Tyler Hoechlin Superman show coming. I did not like Kevin Conroy's one episode in Crisis, but I liked Ian Glenn's five episodes in Titans. I was like, you know what, Universe? That was a fair trade. If I couldn't get Kevin, I'm glad we got that instead. So, I mean, are we... Are we saying goodbye for this episode then, or don't worry, we're getting to comics next. We got some other news that happened, so get ready for it. We fell down it a few times. You should fall down it too, but always remember, wear your parachute or wings, whatever it takes, a glider even, because always remember to keep falling down that rabbit hole.